You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com. Today's episode is brought to you by the best store in the universe. Thousands of shirts, but not really. Shop now and support the show at MaddoxRules.com. Welcome to the best debate in the universe. Every debate in the universe from labor pains to hurricanes. With over 4 million downloads, I'm your host, Maddox. With me is the rear admiral of Tangents, Ron Babcock. Thank you, Maddox. And special guests this week, Robert Benfer and Nick Oldershaw. Hello, guys. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the show. Guys, big debate this week. This is one that I think a lot of people have thought about. It's mm-hmm. who's the best comedian? We're going to find out at the end of this episode. Actually, at the end of uh, next week's episode, because that's when we have the results from the voting because on the website. Because that's how this podcast works. <laughs> Thank you, Rob, for the introduction. Uh, yeah, for, for the recap of um, of how this podcast works. But uh, yeah, the website's madcastmedia.com. That's where you go to vote. But first, we should introduce our guests this week. So Robert Benfer, please welcome back Robert to the show and Nick Oldershaw. Hello, everybody. Robert. Robert Benford from YouTube. Yes, from YouTube. Long And and Newgrounds.com. That's right. Old school. And what was your old school Newgrounds name? Knox. Knox, that's right. And and Nick. (laughs) Is that with a K? Yeah. With a K. Like, okay, a K N. K N. Wait, how else would Knox be spelled? Of course it would be K N. Yeah, it's K N O X. You should do it wrong, but then. K N O X. Yeah. K N O X. All right. So you now. Well, that's I a very joined, early I, I, internet like cool name. Like those are the names you picked in like 2002. Yeah. yeah like, well, I mean, I joined Newgrounds when I was 13, and I thought I'm like, what's a cool four letter name? Oh, I know. And I Knox. Been, I would have been called like K. the Shadow or something. Yeah. <laughs> the Shadow. I didn't know if people were <laughs> or like calling Hacky me that. Sack 97. Yeah. yeah. You know, something like that. And Nick. You are a comedian. I'm a stand-up comic in L.A. That's right. And I also have my own podcast, uh, Coward Hour. Coward Hour. Coward, Coward Hour. Hour. What's that, What's that about? all about? It's, uh, it's me and this other comic from Philly, Brendan Crick. It's basically for an hour each week, we just kind of like delve into the worst memories from our past. I love it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, this week, this week was very intense. Is it sad that you guys <laughs> have not yet run out of ideas for the podcast? Like yeah. every week you keep like, oh, no, 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 I got one. We just had this conversation. Like every week we go to like a, like just like, we just reached like the ninth level of hell. Like this, and we know that there's more. Uh, we'll like, we'll remember memories. Is it mostly Brendan though? That I've blocked out. It is mostly Brendan. Brendan told okay. three stories about vile shits that he's had this week. Each one worse than the last. It was incredible. Honest, uh, honestly, <laughs> I, I. Is that this podcast too? No, I feel like, like, I feel like I should have more like cred for just never shitting my pants yeah except well hold on as an adult uh, okay as a kid fair. come Me on too. everything's fair but like i've never shit my pants as but i've come so fucking close like I, i've crested you know so many times and i haven't done it and i feel like i should like but there you can't fucking nobody celebrates you for for not shitting your pants yeah you're not supposed to do that yeah yeah i but remember it, it happens like so many times i actually close. think about that a lot as well what, yeah shitting your pants yeah because all i eat is hot wings and i drink a lot of beer that's right robert's so an I'm interesting s- dude robert's one of the <laughs> most interesting he's just an interesting dude like his content alone for, for everyone check out robert's uh, youtube channel how can they find you on youtube you just search my name, Robert Benfer. No, not Knox. No, not Knox anymore. Not, 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 the Knox. No, 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 no. I'm not the I'm not the Knox anymore. You just search Robert yeah. Benfer. Yeah, but if you search the Knox, you'll find. You're him. gonna find some good. You're I mean, find you, his best you, stuff. You might still you might still find me if you search Knox. <laughs> actually, yeah, no, actually, specifically Robert search not, Robert the Knox. Robert the Knox. Search Robert the Knox, and my YouTube channel is probably gonna come up. The Knox is the video you hate, though. No, no, like no. Your that, first well, that's 
I'm going to make sure that's not on the I'm going to give the link YouTube. to everyone in the chat. Yeah, no, no, yep, no, that's no, what no. we're going to watch. That's what we're going to listen to. But no, my YouTube channel is just my name, Robert Benfer. Robert Benfer. E-N-F-E-R. That's right. Second time second time on the on the show. Welcome back, Robert. And Robert's sketches are so funny. They're so surreal. Or you can just search Ice Cave. Ice Cave, that's right. that's the one that you like. Yeah, that was a great That was a great sketch. Is that the one where you confronted your dad in an ice cave? Yeah, that's the one where I found my dad in an ice cave. Yeah, super weird. Yeah, I love it. It was the beginning of a trilogy. Now, Robert, a lot of times people think people like Robert, they're like these weird personalities off camera. But Robert, I got to say, you're also kind of a weird dude in in, in life, too. Because this is something I think is interesting. Keep doling out those compliments, Maddox. (laughs) (laughs) I think weird is a compliment. You're also weird in real life. Yeah, because Robert really likes basic. Bitch hot dogs. That's right. Just oh, is that where you're talking? Oh, I didn't know that's where you were going. That's weird. Oh, where did you think I was going? Well, what do you mean by I, basic... I thought you were going? I don't know. Someplace dark. What do you mean by wanna... basic D hot dog? <laughs> so, like hot dog, no condiments, mustard, and sauerkraut. You made yeah. fun of me. Yeah, I thought that was super weird that he gets something so normal. <laughs> I, I didn't judge, buddy. <laughs> <I> didn't... <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we should we should uh, start talking about the debate this week. Which yeah, let's is, get into it. Yeah, which is who's the best stand-up comic? But before we do, I want to hear I want to hear everyone's buzzer. What what Rob? You're uh, you're giggling over there. Nothing. That's just not where I thought you were going when you were, when you were talking about how I'm like a weird person. Where did you think I was gonna go? I don't know. I don't want. I, don't I, I, I didn't. You. I'm with Robert. I thought you were gonna just well, address you everything would... else about his life that's insane. Well, you know a lot more about me. Where would you think that? that... I don't know. Like you literally like. I know they say don't meet your heroes, and I became <laughs> best friends with one of my heroes when I was like in middle school. And like, if you've seen Robert's videos, he's exactly like that. Yeah, he is truly a bizarre guy, and he does. He only eats like hot wings. Yeah, and beer. And he's and he's and he's very svelte too. That's the thing about these both Nick and I Robert. I should look worse than I do. I you should look. And you yeah, should be gained, dead. Yeah. So before we get to the debate, I should mention that we're reading some super chats. This is a live show. We usually do them on Saturdays. Tonight we're doing it on Friday because Ron has to be out of town this I weekend. I go to a wedding. Yeah, and we got oh, a shit yeah. ton of voicemail about the wedding costs because we put that out. Oh, I'm so excited! Yeah. excellent. That's yeah. awesome. We got a ton of those, and we got another Babcock tip. At absolutely, after the debate. I totally remembered that good. we were doing that. Good, good. And I will, I will remember what to say. And I got some uh, super chats in the chat room. If you guys have any super chats, we'll be reading those. We got one from uh, G. Nader says Ron Cast Media Network. I like that. Dude, people are going fucking. I never know if like we're getting made fun of or people are enjoying us. Yeah, but I appreciate the money. Right. Yeah. yeah. Anytime. And we got this happen when I'm streaming where like I'll get mad at somebody that's just being genuine. Yeah. Or not mad, but I'll be a dick to them. Yeah, yeah. Because I think they're being an asshole, but they're actually like, no. I that really... happens to me all the time. And back in college, people I would used to give people like a real compliment and be like, hey man, I think that was like really cool. And they'd be like. I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm trying to be nice. And they're like, yeah. I still don't know if you're being sarcastic or not. Right. It was so difficult. Mm-hmm. because Everybody always thought you were joking that it was very difficult to let somebody know when you were actually just being a real person. Cause, cause you know, truth be told, like they would say something and then you immediately make fun of them. Yeah. So people always have their guard up around you. Oh dude, when everything's a bit, you can, I almost destroyed all my relationships in Baltimore just by always trying to be funny. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the that's the hard thing about being in LA is everyone's always on and it becomes exhausting cuz you're just can you just like have a real conversation with me and not do a joke? But 
that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about the best, <laughs> the best comedians of all time. Oh, I still was I was gonna finish a few more super chats. We got another one from Gianator for five dollars Canadian. Says Ron, please let me kiss your pee pee. <laughs> then a bunch of kissies says I'm a loyal Ronette. Please mm, kiss, kiss, kiss. I think someone just called me a brunette lady. And <laughs> I'm Hannah Gadsby, but that's who. That's not I'm Hannah Gadsby. Not, yeah, uh, Nick. Nick's a pretty lady. And then we got one from Pavich Babbitt for five dollars. Says Ron is the second best thing to happen to Madcast, second to Maddox. Oh, Pavich, what an ass kiss! <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Don't stop. Keep them coming. <laughs> and one from Tierra Priest for a Canadian two dollars. Says how about a sweet stash ride from old Uncle Ron? <laughs> <laughs> you should make all these comments just like text to speech. All right, guys, let's get to the debate. Yeah, no more fucking around. Before we do, though, I want to hear everyone's buzzer. Here's what mine sounds like. <sighs> And Rob, and Nick, and Ron. Trigger. There it is. If you hear a buzzer from anyone during this debate, that means we're just trying to interject. We're not even pointing out logical fallacies because I don't think there will be any on this episode where we're debating the best stand-up comic of all time. But Rob, as our repeat guest this week, I'm going to give you a first stab at the debate. Who do you think the best stand-up comic is of all time? I'm going to go with Norm MacDonald. Ooh, Norm MacDonald. Okay, that's a that's a good one. That's a pretty strong candidate right out the gates. Mm-hmm. Why Norm MacDonald? He's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> He's your favorite, huh? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, what's a... yeah. okay? But I mean, see, I didn't want to be first. Explain, explain to people because uh, you know, for people who aren't super familiar with Norm Macdonald, because a lot of people know him from what, like Saturday Night Live, and he did a, a couple movies. Yeah, what Dirty movies? Work was it? Dirty Work. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Billy. He Billy, was Madison. Billy Madison. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, we got. Uh, so, he was in The Animal, Dirty Work, Doctor Doolittle, Billy Madison. A lot of people just know him now from his. Uh, from his talk show appearances, because they're all on YouTube now. He also just started a new show on uh, Netflix this uh, just this last Which I gotta... couple days ago. And actually, the co-host on there is Adam Eget, who I used to work with at the Tempe Improv when I first started doing stand-up, and now books uh, the Comedy Store. Oh, very cool. Done very well for himself, Mr. Adam Eget. Yeah, that's very cool. I think the number of people who are into Norm MacDonald, I would say that there is an equal number of people who are not anti-Norm MacDonald, but are definitely don't get it, Norm MacDonald. Yeah. You know? I think he's he's a very polarizing uh, figure. I will say this. I didn't think Norm MacDonald was that funny until I saw his stand-up. And when his, his stand-up is just like a twinkly old man coming out and having a chat. And he's, he's just totally. I mean, it's, and it's, it's, yeah. it's great. That's, what, that's when Norm MacDonald really became a thing for me because it seems like he has that he has that old comic timing where it seems like he's not really telling jokes and you're not really sure if he is, but yeah. they're super funny. And I can't, I still can't tell if it's material or it's just off the cuff. It's he like he's that good. It's, I mean that's a good quality, right, Ron? Mm-hmm. If you if a comic makes it seem like he's telling the joke for the first time or it just comes to his head. Oh yeah, it just yeah. Like, yeah I, mean, I like I like jokes that just seem like insane rambling. Yeah, and that's Norm Macdonald to a yeah. T. But it, yeah, it, he's but constantly it, surprising or, in the way he delivers. You're always surprised by his punchline. Yeah. And and you always think that the show's over and he goes on for another twenty minutes. And then what I also appreciate about him is that he just truly seems like he doesn't give a fuck. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I just there's something so must be so incredibly freeing watching someone who doesn't give a shit. It's like inspiring in a way. Yeah, it seems like at some point that's in one of the life, things I like about him. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like at, at some point in his life he broke his mind and and it's not fixed. And it's just it's just like the insane ramblings. Stan Morris in the chat room, thank you for for joining. Stan says Norm Macdonald seems like a guy who did too much LSD. That's that's accurate, I think. Like it's it does seem like he broke his mind. As a guy who did too much LSD, I definitely see that. 
You've done okay. Oh, I've done way too much LSD. Okay, but your your mind's not broken. I haven't seen your stand up, Nick. But uh, what kind of what kind of comedy do you? In fact, you know what? Let's talk about your. I'll tell your you choice. one thing. Yeah. Comedians love it when you ask them what kind of comedy they do. It's <laughs> literally my I favorite my, question. I caught myself. I'm like, I'm not gonna ask. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, I still don't know how to answer that question. I need you to can't. do. I do. It's a shit. It's do. a shit question. I, I don't know what. Just... Yeah. Uh, jokes, traditional jokes, and then a little bit of um, puns sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's a shit. It's I'm a, a monkey dancer for nickels. What do you want? But what I do want to ask Nick is, what is who is your comic choice of all the best comic comedian of all time? I had mold. I think it's Patrice O'Neill. Oh, Patrice oh, O'Neill. So, interesting. That's such that's a good, a good choice. That is, that is such choice. a good choice. He's dead though, isn't he? he, he died, yeah, he died. He died, right? He, he, was it from you know. uh, uh, what did he have? Uh, diabetes, and he yeah, went to a coma and died. Yeah, from not taking care of himself at all. Yeah. He went over to London. It was so funny. So he had like, you know, a sweet gig on The Office as a small player, but they loved him and they wanted him to keep coming back on the show. And then it was another guy who just was like, nah, man, I'm good. And he actually went over to England and he that's where he made his home. And he's this like giant black dude over in England. And like, you know, nobody really knew him over there. And he just was fucking killing it. And like, there was such a pure like, art form about it for him like it didn't seem like he was in it for like a massive to be known or massive he just like wa- like doing stand-up and he i thought he was just absolutely amazing he, he actually said no to a lot of big offers because he didn't he didn't want to be that rich and he also didn't want to sell out but like he's because you don't have a lot of specials to base that choice off of i think he only had elephant in the room was the only yeah. like a fish and he had a half hour Dude, remember he came out elephant in the room he came out and did crowd did, work it, in the first minute it, it's the first 10 minutes he's just he off just, the dome and he's just like it's it was his fucking incredible like usually as a special you come out you've You've tested your jokes. You want to go out. I would never have the balls to do fucking crowd work as my fucking opener. But that's why he's my pick, especially if you listen to him on Opie and Anthony uh, episodes. Like, you can search him on YouTube because he'll throw something out after thinking about it for one second. And that's and often he's not really right. But then he'll reverse engineer the logic. Yep. Like, after just saying this outrageous <laughs> thing. And then 10 minutes later, you're like... I completely see his point. I can't disagree. Well, it, I completely see his point. It's the thing. A lot of people, again, he's kind of polarizing because I know I have a lot of female friends who fucking can't stand Patrice O'Neill. Oh, yeah. Because he said like a lot of misogynistic stuff. But mm-hmm. part of his comedy is the fact that he said something ridiculous. And the funny thing is, is that he will walk you through how he got there yeah. from a logical point. Yeah. I mean, I would say, Maddox, you do some of the similar things. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's why people like you and why people listen to this podcast is... It's not saying ridiculous things that is funny. It's the justification that is the the comedic yes. part. Yeah. You could still disagree with it, but you're like, yeah, well, I see where you're coming yeah. from. It's maybe, maybe. it's so crazy to hear somebody say something really glib and be like, There's, he's got no basis for that at all. And then he does. He has so much basis for it. I mean, yeah, that's that's some of the best. I mean, I remember a long time ago, um, I, I don't remember if you were on this episode or not, Ron, but I was arguing, I think maybe you were, um, or if it was Rucka, but I was arguing. Oh, I guess the, we're all the same to you, I was, the co-host. <laughs> Ron, Ron, yeah. or just Ron, Rucka, Taylor, Ron, Mikey, yeah. whatever. What, just people. Um, but we had, a, we had a guest on, and we were talking about uh, history versus, like, he was trashing my second book because he was like, oh, it's a picture book. I'm like, yeah, well, there's words in it too, shithead. And besides, what are... What are uh, pictures but just visual depictions of words? And by the way, it's no different than a history book if you think about it. History books are just words about pictures that were never taken. So (laughs) (laughs) same shit. I basically wrote a history book. Get off my dick. Um, (laughs) I have a Patrice O'Neill joke. This is um, from 11 years ago. 
Okay, so remember, this is a different era, but he went on Fox News and he was trying to justify jokes and oh, talk yeah. about. Okay, uh, this might this might not play. Listen now that you've built it up, I mean, you you think it's okay to try to make jokes about rape? I'm diabetic. I make fun of that. I'm a victim. I lose a job. <laughs> but I'm trying to make fun of. I'm trying to make fun of anything I I think I can make fun of. Sonia, you know, what's happening now <laughs> in the marketplace? Okay, is deciding what's appropriate or what's not appropriate. It's, I think the nation is just tired. There's a new mood in the nation. What nation? So this this goes on for a while. Like there's another like three minutes of this. Uh, but yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but so Patrice O'Neill obviously not holding back punches, and this was the controversy. I don't even remember what this was, but I guess an Opie and Anthony bit went over the line. Oh, I'm sorry, Anthony and Opie, uh, as as she called them. Uh, but yeah, that was um, that was an old clip of Patrice O'Neill on Fox News. Hilarious to see that this is the actual debate they're having, and this this woman yeah. just seemed like the like if you cast a curmudgeon against a comedian in a in a TV show or a movie, she's she'd be the perfect fit. Like she was just sitting there, like no, you can't joke about this. Well, the commonality between the two choices so far of Patrice and Norm. Uh, because I, I, you know, I'm going to call them by their first names. Sure, they're both well, you know you know, very good friends. Yeah. Uh, no, it's the fact that both of them have absolutely no fear. Yeah. And it's something that I definitely don't. I have a lot of fear, so much fear. Well, it's but it's, they have none whatsoever, and it's it's so entertaining to watch someone who just I don't even want to say that they don't give a fuck because they do, but they just don't give a fuck about the repercussions. Like they will state what they think. And I bet I guarantee you, uh, probably hanging out with them as friends is probably the most exhausting thing in the world. But yeah. entertainers for an hour at a time, it's magical. Well, I'll tell you what, Ron. I'll give you one of these and one of those because I think that Patrice O'Neill comes from a different era, and he's he's no longer around. So who knows if he would be able to survive today's climate and culture and comedy Trigger. in 2018. Whereas, whereas Norm Macdonald, we know for a fact, does have fear because he recently apologized for some controversy because he, what, he stuck up for Rosie O'Donnell or, or, or Roseanne. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So he it, like, did apologize. Happened. What's the controversy? Can you guys explain that? Because I didn't follow this at all. I just yeah, saw yeah, yeah. More about Norm Macdonald trending. Yeah, what happened, Nick? Uh, so, yeah, so he was being interviewed. Was it The Hollywood Reporter? Some some big, they were talking to him about uh, the recent, like, because Norm's been pretty outspoken about, like, uh, you know, like Twitter mobs and where like culture is going. Um, and he just said, you know, I feel bad, you know, Louie and Roseanne, uh, you say the victims went through something, but Louie and Roseanne went through something too that the victims didn't go through, which is admittedly a stupid thing to say for sure. It's not very well thought out. Where did you say that? I, it was in some, I want to say it was the Hollywood reporter. It was in some big interview. Um, and then like literally that he like, he got booted off his guest appearance on the tonight show. And the next day he went on the view and it was like Norm, like I've never seen him. He just like cowed to the women on the view and was like, "I'm so sorry that I would ever say anything to offend anyone," which is in- insane. Yeah, to hear him say. You know, you know what we need is the female, like, like the the. You know, when someone says something racist, they're always they always have to like go on with like Reverend Jesse Jackson, and uh, that's not a thing anymore though. I I don't I haven't heard from Reverend Jesse Jackson in a long time. But like the what's the female version? Is it the View? Because you go on and you're like, okay, I said this insensitive thing, and now I'm I'm here to. Because you said that's where it's probably the view. Yeah, I think I think it is the view. So Norm Macdonald actually went on there and apologized for defending Roseanne and Louis C.K. So I mean that's a controversial stance to take to defend Louis C.K. Yeah, for sure. It, it totally. But Norm's all. That's the weird thing about it is Norm's always been um, like controversial and he's never cared and it's never really come back to bite him because I was. Well, if you, I feel like if you're problematic all the way up, people can't really get. He never pretended to be 
politically correct or woke, but this yeah. time people came after him, dude. You know the problem is, is because Norm wasn't making a joke. He was actually yeah. trying to defend his comedian pals, uh, Roseanne and Louis C.K., which, you know, if you want to make that case, you're not going to do it in a tweet. It's going to have yeah. to be a much more thoughtful piece yeah. that gives consideration to all sides. Well, it, yeah. it sounded just very glib yeah. the way i remember i remember this now that you bring it up and it was just like oh yeah that's not gonna sit well with people well, do you but, think do you think someone like patrice o'neill wait who said patrice o'neill was there i said patrice their pick? My pick. so nick do you think someone like patrice o'neill could exist in today's climate i i think it would thrive i think he really? wouldn't yeah. apologize it's like there's also the thing i mean norm's a white guy so he's they're gonna come after him extra hard i feel like patrice has a little more leeway i know that this i sound so insane <laughs> i mean no <laughs> patrice i feel like they would come after him but that would be the he would like, you know, even a guy like that would go down swinging. I mean, you know, yeah, he wouldn't. He would never apologize. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I also don't think it's bad to apologize. Like, we look at this apology as like, oh, they apologize. I can't respect them anymore. Like, I think it's fine. People say stuff. They go over the line. It's. I think that's the problem is that we look at the apology as like this, like losing a war. I think it's okay for someone to apologize. It's just a matter of when the apology is authentic and when the apology is really just a way of them trying to make sure their new show doesn't get canceled or whatever. Exactly. Right, trying right, to right. save. It's not about saving face. It's about like saving dollars. Like, well, I got to apologize. Otherwise, I'm really going to piss people off. Right. I'm not against apology. I think what Norm said was stupid. And I don't think there's any like way around that. But also the whole thing with Norm is he doesn't he changes his beliefs every week. He just says yeah. stuff <laughs> and then we'll like reexamine it later. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, if it's like old man Norm saying crazy shit again, like that's that's kind of funny. But um, the way he did, I think I agree with Ron. It was kind of glib and, uh, you know, not a very thoughtful. There's well, a like way you're to do say it. say something like that. It's like, I understand the point you're trying to make. But if you're going to try and make a point like that, you got to do it in more than like one sentence. Yeah. Like saying that not everyone is going to be like, oh, you're right. I forgot about Louie and all this, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got some super chats from the chat room. We got one from uh, Gene Ader says, for $5, says, Ron Babcock is the number one comedian, a bunch of kisses. And Elizabeth- Dude, that guy's for, blown through some money on yeah. this uh, podcast. He's got some He's got some discretionary income to or, burn. Or she. Uh, Gene Ader. I'm not sure. Gianna. Gianna, maybe? Um, Elizabeth, for $5, says, Ron already won with his choice. Popovich Bavin, for $2, says, stop looking at the chat and focus on the debate. Yeah, I was doing that. And <laughs> Gene Ader, for another $5, says, stop the debate we want ron only episode kisses yeah, ron is one. greater than comedy he transcends the art kisses yeah i kisses. believe yeah this is a little Gene wants that mustache right unky ronnie <laughs> popich yeah. for five dollars says so not even a mention of amy schumer she's so brave and funny and uh, <laughs> got another one well, from I mean, we still got you guys for five dollars uh ron is greater than women and another one for mike pierce says women are sex puppets <laughs> For two dollars, um, I mean, I should mention this. I'll tell you, lot, that could have been a lot <laughs> you worse. You guys have such a well balanced fan base. Oh, it's a, yeah, it's, a, it's the best fans. Um, I'll tell you who's. I'll tell you who's a comedian. I feel like today is brave, and this isn't my choice, but it's Ricky Gervais. I, I feel like Ricky Gervais is one of the few comedians who is unabashed. He doesn't apologize. He doesn't. He like you know. He tells his jokes, but he's also very good. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that people don't understand. Like the no apology thing is it's it's great, but if you try to say a joke with the n word. Which, by the way, is like playing comedy on on hard, right? You're trying to you're trying you're jumping right into hard mode or nightmare mode using the N word and and trying to make like pedophile jokes and shit like that. It's possible. It's there's a way to do it. South Park does it well. Louis C.K. has done it in the past. But it's like playing comedy on hard mode or nightmare mode. And when you yeah. fuck up, that's when they apologize. But Ricky Gervais 
is a seasoned master comedian. Him, Tom Lennon is another person I would th- that would come to mind. Tom Lennon from uh, Reno 911. F- just an amazing comedian. I saw Tom Lennon perform comedy one time. And I forgot I was watching Tom Lennon. And I just watched this guy. And he, he doesn't do that that uh, that thing that comedians do sometimes when they their jokes bomb. They kind of play to the crowd. It's like, all right, I'll wait for the slow people to catch up with me. Oh, you know. <laughs> yeah. he Every joke lands. And he just moves on to the next joke because he knows it's going to kill. And I was watching Tom. And I was like, this guy needs a career in comedy. And I was like, oh, it's fucking, it's Tom Lennon. He's, <laughs> he's, he's amazing. But anyway, um, good choice. Patrice O'Neill, Nick. And we have Norm McDonald. Norm McDonald. That's right. And Ron, who would you say your, your choice is? I hate this question of a whole, like, who's your favorite comic? Because it's like, I don't. I don't know, man. It's like, they're, I, they're, I actually like watching my peers, like people I know, like Kyle Kinane. Or like people like that, like Hampton Yacht, like all these comics that like great. I see all the time in L.A. that I think are so fucking funny and such good writers. Uh, so up and comers, up and comers, like yeah. Ahmed Barusha, Chris Garcia, like these are the people I really actively like watching, like Aparna, uh, and so like, and I feel like as I do stand up, I've been doing stand up for like fourteen, fifteen years. There's still so many cds and specials the greats like i have not listened to george carlin's entire catalog and i'm like afraid to mention that to other comics yeah. so i it's difficult for me to be like who's the greatest stand of all time like i don't fucking know i could tell you the comic that i like that i think is if you're gonna go by the greatest of all time i think it's a comic who has been able to adapt and change and also be productive and it'll be probably a choice that's common but i'm gonna go with uh bill burr Bill Burr. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's a that's a good choice. Because same thing from the Patricio O'Neill standpoint, I enjoy watching him because a he'll say something and he'll put himself in a hole. He'll say yeah. something ridiculous and then he digs his way out of it. Yeah, and I like that because it's something I can't do. Hmm. So I very much appreciate watching something do something like or we both do stand up comedy, but I can't do that kind of stand up comedy. I'm too concerned with the audience liking me, and so I appreciate like his no fear approach. To stand up, I appreciate his productivity of how much he pumps stuff out. And what I like, and I've always liked him more than Louis because I would watch even before all the scandal with Louis. I remember I would watch Louis special and I would laugh my ass off. And at the end of it, I would feel sad because his whole point, Louis' comedy is basically like everything turns to shit. So what's the point? And it's a very sad, negative view of the world. Bill Burr, on the other hand, is like everything shit. But what the fuck do I know? Huh. And so he leaves you on more of an up note. Yeah. After every single Louis special, I was like depressed. And after every single B- Bill Burr special, I was like, oh, that was fun. And I would just go on with my life, even though his stuff is ridiculous. And he says that he goes back, he looks back on some of his old specials and he's like, yeah, I wouldn't do that joke today. And so I like the fact that he kind of like, he's like, yeah, I did that. And it brought me to who I am. So I'm not going to like apologize right. for right, it. Right. But also I'm going to realize that I'm growing as a person. So I think I'm going to go with Bill Burr. Bill Burr is a good choice. I like that choice a lot. And I do like that... Also, white Irish guy. You know, I got to I gotta go with my own people. Yeah, that's right. I Has he was... ever gotten any uh, any trouble? What's that? Bill Burr? Has he ever gotten any trouble? Like... I, I don't know. I honestly, I don't know. Probably. Not major. Well, he, he's, he's come out There's and he said, like, like a... you know, some of his old jokes don't hold up. And mm-hmm. I think that's fair. If you do comedy over the course of several decades, culture changes over those decades. Like, oh, I mean, I'm so glad that there's like sets of mine from when I first started, like not online. Sure. Oh yeah. Like I mean, it would it, just be the. F- I mean, this is stuff that I did that I thought was funny at the time, but like yeah. when you first start out doing comedy, you're more concerned with just you just get off on the fact that you got you got a reaction. Right. So you're not 
you think you're saying something funny, but really you're just saying something outlandish because you're getting a reaction. And you're like, you kind of get off on the fact that you can cause a whole group of people to react a certain way. So it's like, it's not until you've been doing it a few years, you're like, oh, fuck, yeah, I got to actually be funny when I do this. So you, right, you right. like have to learn how to exercise that muscle. Well, we got some super chats in the chat room. We got we got another one from Poppage Bowden for $2. Ron should do porn under the name Rod Bad Sea Ock. <laughs> Ron Badcock. <laughs> no one will ever get that. <laughs> we got another one from, um, let's see, we got one more super chat just came in. says, have I given enough money to Ron to go on a date with me and give me a little kissy after? Geonator. physically uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> How we long have it. you been on this show co-hosting? This is the first time this has ever happened in the chat room. I've been co-hosting for, what, 20 episodes? Yeah, about something like yeah. that, yeah. This is about, wild. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, guys, we should get to the real winner of tonight, the greatest <laughs> stand-up comic of all, all time. Right, what's yours? All right, here's my choice, and this is, uh, this is an old one. His name is Stephen Wright. That's right, Stephen oh, Wright. Wright. That's a great Stephen choice. Stephen Wright's fantastic. Yeah. That He's so funny. That is a fantastic choice. Yeah. He's like the old-school Mitch Hedberg. Mitch Hedberg and yeah. Stephen Wright, I feel like, had a similar style. Where a lot of people might not remember Stephen Wright because he did most of his stand up in the uh, late eighties, early nineties, right? Yeah, and his the amount of work that goes into a one liner set, yeah, is just out insane because you can't f- fill it with bullshit stories. Yeah, you have to fill it with punchlines. It's all punchlines. And it's and if you watch his original set on Johnny Carson, and you see Johnny Carson losing his shit because he's the first comic, one of the first comics I think who ever got waved over to the couch after his first set. That never fucking oh, wow. happened. So you could watch Stephen Wright do his set and wave him over. And you see Stephen Wright go, wait, what? And that was like, he sat down. And, and when that happened back then, that means you you made it. You were made. Yeah. You, overnight, you were a fucking star now. Yeah. When Johnny Carson, after his first set, he didn't do that to anybody. And you see him sitting down and he's like, hey, you doing okay? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing fine. Like, because that was his like. And it just didn't fucking happen. YouTube it is fucking great. Steven, I, I didn't even know that. Thank you for sharing that, Ron. I, I Stephen Wright is one of those comics where he'll do this, he'll do a joke, and it's almost like imagine the most depressed person you've ever met telling you a joke. <laughs> That's every Stephen Wright joke. I like that. I don't know. Is Stephen Wright alive? Yes. Uh, yes, he, he is. is alive. And I have, I brought in one he, of his jokes. Is he still doing stuff? I mean, um, he has. I don't think he's done anything in a long time. He does like really weird esoteric things every now and then. Like he, I remember I see, seeing him on Conan O'Brien. He was promoting a weird like comedy sketch DVD that he produced where he was a. Um, it was a, it was a period piece where he's at the Civil War, and he was doing the narration of who's the guy who plays music at uh, on a war on a war battle on a battlefield, uh, like a flute boy. Uh, flute boy, the flute boy, flute boy. Yeah, he was like a flute boy during the Civil War, and he wrote in his journal, and he was reading his journal, like how every day he would come out and play beautiful flute music to calm the nerves of his general, and then every now and then he'd play erratic flute music just to make him nervous. And <laughs> 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 you could see him running around, and the and the general's just sitting there, getting more and more agitated and depressed and angry, and he's just going there and playing his mad flute. And I'm like, this is such a weird That's sketch, bizarre. Yeah, and it's done like almost like a. Uh, Ken Burns documentary, you know the old school. That that was the uh, Civil War documentary. Yeah, 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 like a Ken Burns talk. It's very bizarre. So, and Stephen Wright had these jokes where I think this is a Stephen Wright joke where he said, uh, "Last night, someone broke into my house and stole everything and replaced it with exact replicas." <laughs> <laughs> the like, economy of words. Yeah, I just googled Stephen Wright. Yeah, uh, one of his jokes is, 
I intend to live forever. So far, so good. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great nine a great words. Joke. Yeah, nine words. Great joke. I mean, there's. I mean, I don't follow him on Twitter, but like, it feels like that's that medium is made for him. Yeah, is he, he on is- Twitter? I don't, I don't know. know. We should probably look him up. Right I now. feel like he's not for some reason. I brought another Stephen Wright joke. His jokes are very, yeah, like you said, Ron, it, it, it's an efficiency of words. Economy <laughs> of words, Maddox. It's, it's the economy of words. That's right, Ron. Uh, listen to this. I remember when I was seven, my grandmother said, Stephen, come over here. And I said, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> she said, you know, you're over there. Now come over here. <laughs> I said, all right. And then she said, here's $10, and don't tell your mother that I'm giving this to you. And I said, it'll cost you more than that. <laughs> <laughs> just, a, just a real nonsensical, weird joke. And That's that was great. like Steve Wright. I, I love Steven Wright. Slight, everything's like, I do appreciate comics when they're not being dirty, but everything is tinged. It sounds like slightly dirty. Yeah, 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 yeah could be. And Stephen Wright, like, and he, you know what's what's really great about Stephen Wright too, and gr- I think all great comedians do this when they try really hard not to break. So when they do, it is so satisfying. And occasionally Stephen Wright will break, and it's so sad. And Stephen Colbert is like that too. Stephen Colbert, when he's doing his best material, he'll occasionally break, and it is just delightful to watch that uh, because he's trying so hard to just get through a punchline. Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy, fuck Jimmy. When he breaks, <laughs> Jimmy Fallon is Jimmy all breaks. Fucking you want to not broken? <laughs> you want to change your answer to Jimmy Fallon? I'm going to change. I'm changing my answer to Jimmy Fallon. There it is. Oh, Norm McDonald's the fuck Tonight Show. Show. Iconic. Jimmy Fallon. My favorite. And it's SNL. fucking like can't. Like, you're a goddamn also professional. Alive. Oh, 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 oh. Get your fucking sketch. I'm on the show tomorrow. What are you doing? Are sorry, really, buddy. Sorry, really buddy. No, 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 no. I'm not on the Get Tonight Show. Jesus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm on the Tonight Show on Saturday. Uh, we got some uh, super chats. Tiara Priest says, cut me with your jawline, Daddy Ron. <laughs> you Jimmy Fallon now. Vote for Jimmy Fallon. Uh, Chris uh, Chris Boy says, how about our patron saint of coleslaw, Emo Phillips? Oh, Emo Phillips. Um, He's like Boy. the weird guy who does the, the weird songs, right? Is that Emo yeah, Phillips? Emo Phillips yeah. used to hang out at the Improv Olympic West before it closed down on Hollywood Boulevard every Sunday for top top, uh, top story. And he would come to every single show. And as you, there'd be, it was a topical news show, like sketches and stuff. Right. And they'd have one stand up. And uh, so it's kind of like an SNL, you know, except you'd have a stand-up set in between. And uh, he would, you, you always knew you had a good set if after your set, Emo would come up and be like, I thought your set was very good. Would you like a drink? And he would buy you a drink. <laughs> and when I first moved to LA, I did it. And I actually loved Emo Phillips growing up. So I was like, I thought, wow. oh, that's fucking cool. He like, bought you, know? you a drink? Yeah. Well, he was like, I'd like to buy you a drink. And I was wow. like, and I went, oh, yeah, all right. But I was also like at the point where I was super poor and I realized every, I, I thought everybody was poor. So I never wanted anyone to like cost anybody money. So I went, I'll, I'll just take a PBR. And he went, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> and I went, yeah, yeah. And he's like, all right. <laughs> He's like, you sure you don't want anything else? I'm like, no, I'll just have a, like the $2 PBR special. Yeah, man, PBR is such shit beer, man. I, I, I got a quick aside on PBR. So the first time, uh, PBR, Pabst Blue Ribbon, right? The hipster beer. It's like the the number one hipster beer. I went to a party one time, and they had this big bucket of, you know, it's like kind of a, a you know, a hipstery party. PBR should just be called like Future Shits. <laughs> yeah. It's, All it does is make me shit. Oh, it's awful. So I, I, I saw this giant bucket of beer, and I'm like, oh, PBR, I've never tried this before. I reach into the bucket, crack one open, take a sip, spit it out, 
because I thought I accidentally drank the ice water at the rim of the can that you know from the from the actual from the bucket, mm. and then I took another. Sw- I made sure to wipe it with my shirt, take all the ice water out from around the rim, and I took another sip. I'm like, oh my god, that's the beer. That's the beer. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes so bad. You know, you're supposed to be listening. You don't. You can't just. Drink, you're supposed to be listening to Father John Misty while you drink PB. That's the only way it works. You have to listen to some band five people have heard of. Are you listen to the? You need to do is you'd have a couple good beers. And then by the time you're drunk, then you switch over to the super light beer. Like, that's how I do it. Yeah, that's and you and you know, Robert, no, it you does, drink and eat a lot of wings, so like, yeah. you know, your shitty beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, PBR just makes me feel bad. It's like Rolling Rock. It just gives me a headache. Rolling Rock is garbage. And I shit hey, foam. Man. I shit foam the next respect day. Respect for Latrobe, Pennsylvania. <laughs> you know what? Else? You know what's a real like shit. You. you know what's a real shit beer is um, Newcastle. Oh, the worst though. Fucking right. Corona. Corona tastes like motor oil. I can't drink that shit. It's so bad. Baltimore has the worst beer. We, we're proud of that. Have you guys ever had Natty Bow? Oh, uh, yeah. I've heard Bal- of it. No. It's, it's like a $2 beer. We're proud of how bad it is. Dude, you should. Uh, Pittsburgh has Iron City. Iron yeah. City sucks. That's a real yeah. fucking headache maker. I remember I went to Pittsburgh during a book tour, and this this lady just like kept buying me beers. And she's like, in their dollar beers. And she's like, here you go. It's all on me. I'm like, great, great. And she was, just kept buying beer after beer after beer. I just was going to the bathroom and pouring them out. Because I'm like, I, I don't want to, I don't know. I can't keep drinking. My uh, my biggest pet peeve is when people like, it's a dollar beer night and they buy you a beer and they think that they're doing you a fucking favor. Yeah, you get the next round. Yeah, where yeah. they're like, I bought you all this beer, man. Yeah. It's like, dude, you spent $5. Here, have a pizza with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a couple more super chats. We got one from... Gene Aders uh, for five dollars says, "I am a man, but you can impregnate me, please." Ronnie, baby kisses. I don't think we should really podcast. Right. I keep on looking Friday at the chat, anymore. but they're just saying. Oh we got People another one. are fucking insane on a Friday night. Oh, this is nuts! And we got another one from Gene Aders says, "I'll blow your flute, Ron." Kisses, and then we got another one from Gene Aders, and I'm not going to read that one. Uh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's move on, guys. So again, MadcastMedia.com is where you vote on these. We're going to have the results of the vote. Next week, the choices again are, are you really going to Jimmy Fallon, Rob? Oh, yeah, stay with uh, Norm McDonald. Okay, we got Norm McDonald, Patrice O'Neill, Bill Burr, and Stephen Wright. Those are your choices, guys. Don't forget to vote. Madcastmedia.com. But we should move on. We have a recap of last week's debate, guys. Last week we debated... Should you become a writer? We had the excellent Michael Tab on. I thought I thought he was such a great. Dude, that guy. was a very fun episode. Yeah, I mean, it was just like a guy who was very passionate about. He, you know, he was able to talk about writing without sounding like a total fucking asshole. Yeah, because most time you talk to people who talk about writing, you're just like, oh, just shut up. And he was also very knowledgeable. Yeah, knew his shit. I learned something. I wanted to just like st- keep talking to him and pick his brain, ask him questions because I have a. So there's something. I don't know. Uh, I legitimately want to read his book. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I checked it out on on Amazon too. We linked to it on MadcastMedia.com. Check it out, guys. Oh, and uh, we also we should talk about your uh, your wool balls in just a minute with your. Oh my god, I'll, yeah, I'll talk about my wool balls with your, with your with your Babcock tip. But we, you know, when I checked out, I wanted to ask Michael Tab a question about screenwriting, which is there's a rule in Hollywood. I don't know, Nick, Rob. I don't know how much like actual screenwriting you guys do, but there's a rule of thumb that says. Don't put jokes in exposition. And I disagree with that wholeheartedly. I've Joke- never heard of that before. Yeah, exposition yeah, Exposition is the stuff you write in between the lines of dialogue and action. So it's basically like where you are in the scene, what, you know, the, the time of day, that sort of thing. And I do write jokes in exposition knowing full well that they will never make it to the page. No, excuse me, they'll never make it to the screen. 
but I know that it still makes it more fun to read. Absolutely. That's what yeah. Shane Black does. That was like what got Shane Black known in Hollywood in like the 80s. Is yeah. He wrote jokes in the exposition. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He like, it was Shane Black? Sh- uh, he just directed, He's uh, he wrote Lethal Weapon, um, Long Kiss Goodnight. Uh, really? He directed Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Well, I always thought the jokes in exposition was a way for the screenwriter to kind of showcase Me too. their personality and... Okay, a little window into how they view the world. Yes, I thought it was a great way of kind of conveying information. But why? What was the what was the argument for not writing jokes in exposition? Just a bunch of like fucking blowhards who are like, oh, it's never going to make it onto the screen, so don't waste your time. Don't waste. To your me, time. that's a bunch of people who don't have a lot of jokes. Yes, mm. they're trying to make your script less fun. Like it's because it's like for people who just talk in jokes, it's like it's. Yeah, it's like when you meet somebody who has an idea. And I'm always amazed by people who have an idea that like you're pitching in a room, right. and they've they've never had this idea before ever. It just came to them, and then not everybody in the room is like into it, and they keep trying to sell you on that idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's because they're afraid they're never going to have another good idea yes. again. And yeah. it's like, dude, you have to trust that all you are are ideas, and most of them aren't good because it goes back to my theory that most, most things, things aren't good. Right. But so you just have to trust in the process. And the people who are so adamant about their ideas are just, at their core, insecure people who don't trust themselves to keep coming up with ideas. Amen to that. Nice. And also, people people who use the excuse like, well, there are no new ideas. That's the biggest cop-out I've ever heard. Because it's just like people yeah. surrendering, just resigning to the fact that they're not going to come up with anything. But anyway, guys, we had the debate, should you become a writer? And with 69% of the vote. Nice. No. Yeah, okay. good answer. Good answer. I agree wholeheartedly. And uh, you know, it's episodes like these. Uh, it's episodes it. like these uh, where the super chat is going off that I honestly miss Taylor because yeah. he used to get all this shit. Taylor, yeah, the super chats. Yeah, yeah. We got a super chat from Mike Pierce for five dollars. Says Stan is being shy. Tell him to show his dick. And then we got, we got another one from Chris DeBoy Says uh, fuck you, Natty Bo is pretty good for drinking beer. Who's Stan? Stan Morris. Stan Morris is one of the moderators in the chat room. He uh, has a news station, an NEA report from uh, Arkansas, Northeastern Arkansas report. Stan is a fantastic. Stan read the latest article, thought it was great. Uh, he's tweeted at me this latest one he's been working on. Pretty oh, yeah. Stan, Stan is fantastic. Stan has done pieces. I, I mentioned this a couple episodes ago, but he did a piece a while back where this guy was arrested and hassled by the police in, in his little town in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And the police just were being assholes to this dude, needlessly rough, you know, just pushing him around, bullying this guy. And then the guy said, I haven't done anything. I'm not provoking you guys. And the police lied. And it if it weren't for Stan's report, this guy lost everything. He lost his job. He lost his wife. Um, the town, town turned on him. him. The town hated him. Stan did this report that exonerated this guy. You fucking know, like, bad yeah. out. Right, so wait, but these guys want to see his dick? <laughs> yeah, that's right, Dick. <laughs> this incredible guy. Do you yeah. know, like we all do stuff that doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, there are people out there in the world who are doing things that actually like matter and uh-huh. will change the world. So, but let's get back to the results of the votes on whether you should be a writer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, who wants to play make believe professionally. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got it. We got another super chat. Said, "Will uh, from Pavich Bavin for five dollars says, will Ron take his shirt off if he drinks more beers?" No. Uh, Nope, doesn't no, no, not even a little chance. Come no, on, I'm abs- I'm still at the age of my fitness journey where I feel like I have to apologize when I take off my shirt. Yeah, I know? mean it's always it's always better to apologize. Um, we got another one from Gianator says, "How much money do we have to pay to get Maddox to kiss Ron on his beautiful lips?" 
Oh, boy. This is... Um... All right. Well, we got another vote last week. So, Ron, last week we had the first ever Babcock tip. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I put the vote to the audience. <gasps> I said, are you going to try Ron's tip? And with... 52% yes! Yes! Congratulations, Ron. That's a fucking win! What was it? What was the tip? Uh, wool dryer balls. Wool dryer oh. balls. Instead of using dryer sheets or fabric softener mm. and spending all that money each week, all those chemicals, you buy yourself a nice wool dryer balls. Don't pay more than 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. And you put them in your dryer and it, uh, A, it's a, you know does the whole static cling thing uh, but without any chemicals. It decreases your amount of dryer time. Makes your makes your clothes all fluffy and nice, especially your towels. I gotta say, Ron, I after that episode, I went out. I literally bought Dude. some dryer wool balls and uh, lavender oil. Yeah, and it's great. And you just put a little like one drop, one drop of lavender oil on them, and it'll make your whole like thing smell so much better than goddamn dryer sheets. Yeah, people use dryer sheets. I don't like. There's so much shit in that garbage. I'm sure there is. And it's like, yeah, it's a minute amount, but when you take all the stuff that they put things into, and you take a lifetime's worth of exposure to it, and then everyone's like, why does everyone die from cancer? It's like, well, I don't know, man. Put two and two together. I'll throw like five dryer sheets. I'm not even kidding. I'll throw like five dryer sheets in because I think it'll be better. I don't know why I think it'll be it's better. It's good. It's not like <laughs> you just look up what's in dryer sheets, and then you tell me. You know, it's yeah, like it's know, all it's, it's all fucking bunch, garbage. Bunch of bullshit. Okay, so Ron, before we go on, we have we have our second ever Babcock tip. Ron, what do you got for us this week? All right, uh, second ever Babcock tip. Uh, this tip isn't going to cost you any money. Ooh, this I... tip is actually going to prolong your life. Oh, shit. This tip will make you a better person. It'll make the world a better person. Uh, it's good for women, but to be honest, it's mostly for men. I don't like it. And the tip is donate blood. Oh. I do that. Donate like that. blood. <laughs> That's what your favorite thing to do. Every 56 days. They, so the reason why your is favorite thing to do. men, um, we uh, have a lot of iron in our blood. And uh, we have a thing called hemoglobin. I like to call them hemogoblins. And <laughs> that's cute. When they they take they take the, a lot of space in your blood, and what happens is when you have a high iron content, when you have a lot of hemoglobins, your heart has to work harder, it has to work harder at pumping your blood. So you're putting more strain on your heart. That's why so many men die of fucking heart attacks. But if you donate blood, and you can donate once every 56 days, you decrease the iron in your bloodstream. You decrease all those hemoglobins, so your blood flows more easily. <laughs> your heart doesn't have to work as hard. Now, women do this once every month, you know, when, right. they, when they period it out. Oh. Men, we keep all our blood, <laughs> yeah. we keep all our blood inside, so we got to take ours out when we donate it. And the great thing is that once you donate a pint of blood, your body has to replace it. And as you get older, I don't think you understand what a fucking new pint of blood feels like. The day after I donate blood, I feel like I could punch God and get away with it. <laughs> I have so much really? fucking energy. I just wake up and just start doing push-ups and I don't stop. All right? So this is a great way of being healthy and you're helping people. So I, I, gotta, I gotta get rid of my blood. And I feel gotta get rid of your blood. Me. Get rid of your old, fatty-ass, weird-ass wing cheap beer blood I need Robert. to get rid of a lot of stuff that's in me right now that you just go every once day. every two months you go and you donate blood well, it's good for your heart it's good for people I once donated blood and at, I donated at the children's hospital in LA a guy came in with his son and it was like a little baby and he was on his dad's shoulders and he came in he was like hey man I just want to thank you for donating blood like it really means a lot because it saved this guy's life right here. And the kid was oh, like, thank whoa. you. And I was like, way, had way too much emotion hit me at 9.15 a.m. on a Saturday morning. <laughs> and actually, and my girlfriend and I, we donate blood. And then afterwards, we go out and get fried chicken. Also, if you wow. get a beer, you'll be immediately drunk. 
Ooh, that's oh, nice. not, okay. You're hey, that's me on, for you. Now, <laughs> now, counterpoint though, Ron. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, one Maddox, beer. Let me hear your counterpoint. Well, it's not for me. It's from the chat room. Coffee doctor says that sounds hella gay, Ron. What would you? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Ron. What do you say? What do you have to say about point? that? Shit. Ron, yeah. Fuck. He got me. Yeah, he's got, he's got a good point. L- listen, guys, I want you to Sign- consider all all sides of the debate when you when you vote this week That's on Ron. Significantly Babcock less kissy uh, kissy kisses than we were getting earlier. Yeah, I, there's not no one kiss kissy emojis on that chat for for donating blood. That's my tip. Be healthy, help people. It doesn't cost you a dime, but it actually helps out uh, your health. Well, and you save money on Do you getting get money. Drunk. Yeah, you save money on getting drunk because we'll go on. We'll get no. a beer afterwards and we're immediately drunk. No, and they, you, they pay you for your blood. But they give you money for no, your blood. No, they don't give you money for your blood. You In some places in Arizona, you could donate plasma, which you could do oh, once every do. two weeks. Does. But blood usually takes about, I mean, the whole donation process maybe takes like 40 minutes because you got to go in and sign some forms and oh, answer a bunch of questions. Good. The actual donation of the blood takes like 10 minutes. You donate plasma. It takes. Oh, I, I it's do. like an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, but you can do it twice a week out here. You can My do blood it. is no good. It's fine. I think it's just goo now after what I've done with it and the way I live. I once uh, donated not, blood and yeah, I need to get it out and get some new fresh blood in me. They really have Your to body be. makes more blood? Your body makes more blood. <laughs> That's good. Cool. Not not Rob. I feel like Rob only has a limited supply. Like what you see is what you get. You know, one time I donated blood. Yeah. I'm very weak all the time. Maybe I shouldn't get rid of any of my blood. You just start drinking water once in a while. <laughs> he doesn't. I had a glass of water in the well, for the show, you gotta eat before great. you donate blood. You gotta have some food. And one time, I donated. Uh, I ate Burger you King protein. When oh I, yeah. When I donated, uh, it took a long time. It takes a or, long plasma. Time. I donated plasma, and it took me longer than anybody else. And they told me that I had super fatty blood. You can see it. You can actually. So the place where they like separate it's the Burger the, King, you can see like all the fat congealed in the tube. Yeah. It's so gross. I kept clogging the machine. So, ah, gross, man. Turns out I'm super fat on the inside. Oh, fucking A. Well, we should get, speaking of fat, we got some voicemail. Uh, <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I don't know. We got Anybody this guy. These. La- last week we talked about the types of coffee that we drink. I don't even remember saying that I put anything in my coffee. I generally, uh, oh, we, we talked, talked a cinnamon. little bit about honey yeah, and cinnamon. And cinnamon, yeah. 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 And so anyway, we got a caller about that. Listen to this. Hey, Maddox. I was just listening to the podcast and heard you guys talking about your coffee and all the bitch shit you guys put in there. You know what real men do? They drink it black. Straight from the pot to the cup to the mouth. Tastes the same no matter where you go. So stop being a little bitch and drink it straight. Interesting take. Yeah, okay. You know, I drink my coffee usually black, but if there's cinnamon, yeah, I'm going to put a... Do you, do you know ever Kalkanane's joke about that? Is that why he drinks his coffee black? Why? She's out for... Uh breakfast once with his dad and he started to put cream and sugar in his coffee and his dad went hey why'd you put a dress on it while you're at it <laughs> <laughs> and so ever uh, since then he's like i just drink my coffee black that yeah rules. that's pretty funny my dad my dad my dad's judge of manhood is to come up and hold your hands he would always come up to my hands what, excuse he would, me well he would look he would look at my hands he would like look at both of my hands because he has workman's hands you know like his hands calluses Oh, it's just like lumber. It's it, there's so much skin, like calloused skin on his hand. I feel like you could take a scalpel and like cut away uh, probably a good centimeter, and he wouldn't feel anything. Holy, um, shit. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh yeah, how my feet are. His, yeah, your feet are like that, Rob. Yeah, yeah you walk a lot. There's a lot of flick. Yeah, yeah, I do. So my dad comes up, looks at my like delicate typist hands, and he just goes, <laughs> "Pussy." And he, <laughs> he walks away, <laughs> and I feel like I have pretty manly hands. I got fucking hairy as shit hands. Yeah, but uh, you know, I don't. I haven't worked with my hands my entire life, so I mean, not in the way that he did. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> we got. No, man, I get it, dude. Hard to live up to the fucking 
living in the shadow of your father is not easy. Yeah, yeah. I I don't mind, you know. I think it's cool. Oh, um, I think, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got another voicemail from Olo. Listen to this. Uh, Olo on weddings. Hey, my dogs. Ron, this is Olo. Just called to let you know that years ago I did exactly what you said on the last podcast. Uh, me and my wife, we had a really small wedding. We only invited very close friends and family. We use our savings as down payment for a place to live instead. Smart, Smart. choice. Mm-hmm. Um, Mexican Mexican weddings cost from five to ten thousand dollars. Ours was under fourteen hundred. I think spending a lot of money in a wedding is just trying to impress people, and spending a lot of money like a fucking idiot is not the way I want to impress anyone. So yeah, that's it. Keep up the good work and chinguense las ballenas. All right, smart words from a smart man. Yeah, no. Olo, can you call back and let us know what mic you were using? That sounded yeah, really good. That sounded incredible. fucking amazing. Yeah. yeah. Why did his voice sound like it? It sounded like an NPR station. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was incredible. Olo's, Olo's a also, super talented guy. probably had money left over from his wedding to spend on audio right. equipment. Yeah, he mastered it. <laughs> still, though, can you believe like that's still pretty cheap if he went all out on the Mexican $1, wedding? $1,400, yeah. Like, like, but like five to $10,000 is like, that's like so. If I told people like that's what I was spending on my wedding, yeah. If I was getting married, like that's still so cheap. Yeah, it's you know? super cheap. So that's, I, and that's good how on you, man. Supposed to spend at a wedding, a lot. I don't yeah, know. Let's listen to the voicemails. Yeah, we got a bunch of voicemails. Well, All before right. we get to the the other voicemails about wedding expenses, I talked last week about how when I was in Utah, I didn't have porn growing up. When I you know when I first came to came to came of age, I had to draw my own porn and the only tools I had was <laughs> Mario Paint. And so I I drew my own my own oh porn because it was cheaper than using paper. You didn't, I didn't have, have scramble porn? No, oh, I had scramble porn too, but that was like a later thing that Dude, I discovered. You're gonna make I'm such a good grandpa a one day. Scramble porn. I used to have to draw my porn. <laughs> you kids today, Dude, <laughs> you guys gonna be sorry. Um, so I got a voicemail about my Mario Paint porn. Listen to this. Oh, nice. Hey, Maddox, you hard yet, you Yoshi fucker? This is a song get you hard as shit. I bet when you got bored painting Yoshi massaging Mario's prostate uh-huh. with her dino eggs. He played that fly swatting minigame and imagine deep dicking the Hornet Queen. Whales are at least mammals. Go fuck one. <laughs> oh my god. I got this like Pavlovian response to Mario Paint music. I get this like weird boner every time. I- <laughs> yeah, to answer your question, I got a boner, asshole. So I got a bunch of voicemails about the cost of a wedding. I, I made a, a quick little montage. I didn't oh, play excellent. all of them. Yeah, okay. here's, a, here's a montage of about three of them. Listen to this. Hey, Matt. I, um, when I had my wedding, it was about $15,000, but I am but like 200 guests, and they all gave me money, at least $100 each. Oh, nice. So guess what? I walked away with a positive 20000 or so. Hey, Matt. Matt, I'm the Papa Millennial. Uh, you guys are talking about weddings in Utah. Uh, about $3,000. Hey, this is Steven in Seattle. Ron was asking about what uh, some of the listeners might have spent on their weddings. So I got married back in February, and we spent almost no money. My wife wore a nice dress she already had. I wore a nice suit that I already had. I did spend $15 on a new pair of cufflinks because I'm not a savage. Uh, but then we <laughs> had dinner at an Italian restaurant with you know the 10 or so friends and family that we had there. Uh, and then we left a nice large Babcock tip for the server at the restaurant. And overall, we spent just about 300 bucks. 
Hey, not too bad. Okay, I like those answers. All of those actually sound pretty reasonable. The 3,000 one that's, you know, that's under the, I keep it under five. And then the other guy made money on his wedding. by I, You know, I never really thought of that, that you were, you're going to get a lot of money. From yeah, yeah. You should Especially, charge people to come to your wedding. What's yeah. that? You should charge people to come to your wedding. You do yeah. have to, kind of, because you typically cost money for people to like. Yeah, the registry th- thing is is a sham. Just give me an envelope with h- cold hard cash in it. It sounds so uh, well. Now they call it like the honey pot. That's the nice way of putting. Just say, hey, just give us cash. Because like, I mean, a lot of people though. Like, I think it's interesting to go through people's registries and see like what you see. Like, oh, so you want like the sterling silver toilet paper roll holder? <laughs> really? That's what you want? I went to a wedding one time where they had a registry and. They, you know, one of the, um, they just wanted like some gift cards to this favorite furniture store of theirs. And I, I'm a very petty man. I went to the store and I, I was going to buy them like, you know, a hundred dollar gift card or something. I, I said, wait, 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 what's the highest amount anyone has purchased from this registry? And they're like, 125. I said, make mine 126. <laughs> 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 and I wrote that, I wrote that in my card too. I was like, I hope you know, I'm the highest paid person at your registry. I would always, um, whenever anybody's registry, I would search for sheets, and then I would buy them sheets and have the note, think of me when you fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a great thing. That's really funny. Um, Or towels, if they should be like, use these after sex. Oh, wipe your junk with this shit. Not like you'd use your nice new towels on sex shit. Yeah, no. I I got yelled at one time for using this chick's towels. She's like, I just got those. I'm like, well, what do you want me to... (laughs) <laughs> using what do you them, want me to use here? Using them for sex or using them just to dry off? Just a, Yeah, just a clean up, you oh, know? Yeah. yeah, whatever. It's a, I, I'm, yeah. I, I'm the uncivilized one. You're the uncivilized one. That's what towels are for. <laughs> Wipe the shit off. <laughs> chill out. Chill out, babe. <laughs> yeah, chill out, hottie. And how did the second date go? Yeah, uh, we broke up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got another voicemail. This is from the real Christian atheist, and it's just a very nice... Sweet voicemail, and I rarely play these. The real Christian atheist. Yeah, listen to this. Hey, Lord Maddox, it's me. Uh, Just wanted to say that uh, I think you've been killing it the last, I don't know, five, seven episodes where, like, I think they've been back-to-back, like, very entertaining. Like, the guests are, like, really into it, or, like, Ron's even really into it, and he'll argue something. What is this? It's it's been really, (laughs) like, fun to watch, and it's great. So, yeah, keep it up. Even hey, Ron, man. That was very nice. Even, Even Ron. Ron okay. <laughs> Even Ron. I mean, what's going on? Real backhanded. Uh, and we Love got a it. nice we got a nice voicemail, Ron, about your uh, Babcock tip. Uh. This caller realized it was a two-in-one last week. Listen to this. Hey, man. I just want to thank Bob Brancock for his ramrod tip. <laughs> I got to say, as soon as he talked about those lint balls, Immediately, I went to Amazon and purchased a pack of six. Now, these babies are 100% uh, wool from New Zealand, scent free, holy shit, hallelujah. On top of that, I can shove two of them down my pants, <laughs> add a giant cucumber, and now I've got a Maddox Halloween costume. Hey. <laughs> Thank did, you, guys. Did he call it All a right, ramrod? Keep it up. Later. I think he was to say Rob Bam Rob Bamcock or something like that. Yeah. Or Bob 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 Ramcock. <laughs> Ramcock, that was Bob it. Ramcock. Nobody ever gets my fucking name right. Whenever I call him for tech support or like any type of credit card representative, they always misspell my or always mispronounce my name. 
how it's Ron. It Ra- Rob Bobek. Rob Badcock. That's not even Badcock. It's funny. Bacock. It's, um, like, it's always like they're uh, they don't want to say something. I don't know what it is. They just don't want to say cock or something. It's weird. That's what it is. Yeah, I got another voicemail. There's another nice comment from a uh, ball buster. Listen to this. Hey, Maddox. So I know I shit on you a lot. Um, <laughs> like uh, shit lips and things like that. But you know, like um. I think last debate was probably your best debate ever. Your argument was solid. Brought up a lot of really good points about um, comedy, and you actually changed my mind. So, props to you, man. Hey, how about that? Nice. Jesus, actually, man. I don't know what to do with all these nice voice voicemails. They make me uncomfortable. Well, don't worry. Here's another one from the same guy. Listen to this. <laughs> yeah, he called, he called back. He changed his mind. Yeah, he listened to the uh, Paul Plard episode. Listen to this. Hey, yo, shit lift. I mean, Maddox, uh, you're so fucking disgusting, dude. You don't even use deodorant, like, daily, and then you just straight out, like, burp in the middle of the episode. You're... Oh, my God, dude. Like, that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, couldn't leave it at the uh, nice compliment. Hey, shit lips. <laughs> Oh, what an asshole. Um, and then we got one last voicemail. So last week, we played the voicemail of the guy who was busting our balls like, Oh, you you think going at 0 to 78 in, two, in four seconds fast, idiot? Uh. Well, here's a voicemail about that. Listen to this. That guy's voicemail went from 0 to 78 in less than two seconds thanks to Maddox's editing. Yeah, that's right. I remember I oh, yeah, yeah. His, uh, his voicemail. That's right. Anyway, guys. Don't forget to vote. Real on that. deep cut. The voicemail on the fact that you sped up a voicemail from the previous. From the previous, yeah, like two, that, so. You need three weeks of reference to get that, <laughs> <laughs> to get that joke Dude. for regular listeners. That's Worth it. Hilarious, um, guys. Don't forget to leave a voicemail. Uh, go to madcastmedia.com. The voicemail number is at the bottom of every page. But we should move on to some quick news headlines. I've got some headlines, guys. A mysterious empty casket was left on the side of the road, and neighbors are spooked. Uh, this, is, uh, <laughs> this is another one of those. Like it was. Why do they got to be spooked? They just got to found an empty casket, man, when life gives you lemons, you know? Yeah. Well, I guess you'd be spooked because where did the body go? Was there a body? Was Why does there have yeah. to be a body? Well, it was a regular Saturday for Akron, Ohio residents. Heather Bailey, 29, and her husband, Matt Ulichny, 31, because they didn't have the same last name. Until all of a sudden it wasn't. (laughs) Wow, that's just some good writing right there. (laughs) I love the copy of this. Until all of a sudden it wasn't. Ulichny was out running errands when he saw something that stopped him dead in his tracks. And they did put quotes around dead. Bailey told Insider. Yeah, this copy's so bad. Seemingly abandoned on the curb, or as Bailey called it, the devil's strip in front of his house sat an abandoned casket. Perplexed, Bailey posted. <laughs> Let's use an adjective. Did this really happen? Oh, yeah, this yeah. is a real thing. Okay. He posted pictures of what she's dubbed the trash casket to Facebook, and it's no surprise that the oddity went locally viral. So, didn't go viral <laughs> at all. That's not viral. Locally yeah, that's, viral. That's the opposite so of viral. 12 people know about it. Yeah, like her friend circle. Yeah. Next door was blowing up. <laughs> People, and this is the best part of this whole article, people quickly lobbed their best jokes in the comments. Oh, uh, let me hear them. What are their best jokes? Yeah, well, prepare, guys, because we might have to change our answer for best comic of all time. Has anyone thought about vampires? One person suggested. 
<laughs> Has anyone thought about vampires? <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> hey, guys, you ever think about vampires? Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> and then another one says, coffin like new, only used once. Message for details. Another joke. <laughs> news local news this is exactly why my wife refuses to let me go to costco another person said that doesn't even make any sense what how does that that make any sense Uh, i don't know the casket will be sold at an antique show next month wait why no that's just the article yeah wait what the casket that's famous for being abandoned and in this newspaper that's and gonna fetch a. Pretty it went penny. Lo- locally viral. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's locally a huge cast. I, uh, I still think about <laughs> when I was on tour and I was in Summerlin, Ohio, and I was driving out of town, and I found next to a dumpster was a giant Rastafarian banana, and I still regret that I didn't pull over and take it. Wait a second. I think I've seen this on the internet. The Rastafarian banana thing isn't that part of a meme? Like I think Mega Sixty Four. Probably it's this giant banana yeah. that has a Rastafarian, and it was in the garbage. And where I was just, this at? Somewhere outside of fucking Cleveland or Columbus or something like somewhere in Ohio. And I remember just like, I remember like thinking like, I, I was like, I'm not going to fucking take that. I'll take him like a whole back seat. Yeah. And then I remember like a hundred miles away. I'm like, I can't believe I didn't take that fucking banana. You could have done so, so much with it. I think about the banana like once every three months. Yeah. I want to make sure that I'm, I have the right image in my head. So it's a banana and then it has like dreads in the hat. Yeah. Dreads in the oh, hat. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So it's like a hat on the tip and then dreads on the sides and then like little blazed eyes. Because it's been, like, and smoking how, itself. How big? How big is it? I mean, it had to be at least like four to five feet tall. What the? What? I mean, the it, was a, fucking... it was a big banana. It was like a banana you would win at a fair if you like knocked all the milk bottles over or something. Oh, like that okay. Shit. Right. Like one of those, like uh-huh. you know, one of the top prizes. What an insane prop! And the thing is, though, I, I I'm thinking I'm putting myself in your shoes. Would I pick up that banana? No, because it's probably covered in cum. You Anything know, you find, <laughs> somebody's yeah, fucking that banana, right? You know what? It was here's the thing. It was it was kind of raining. Oh, and I was like, so I want to put a fucking wet banana, white ripe wet banana that in you my know car. Someone at some point put a penis on. Yeah, it. on or in. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a reason why they're throwing it away and not giving it away. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's gonna have a funky smell or something's off with it. Yeah. Something's off with that banana. Well, guys, here's another headline. This is movie predictions that turned out to be true um there's like 30 of these i only brought in a handful but this is from videodrome in 1983 what it predicted was youtube i guess Does youtube it? Did i've it? seen videodrome a lot i don't know if that yeah i don't know about don't that one either youtube you've got mail in 1998 predicted online dating i think online dating was a thing before you yeah. got mail yeah it was yeah i remember i mean forever like there was like video get dating this list from yeah this is from um MSNBC, some, or MSN, MSN.com, some bullshit. Um, I Am Legend in 2007, what it predicted was comic book movies? No, what it Get predicted- Get the fuck out of here. There's a Batman versus Superman poster in I Am in the background, oh. but I think it's because they knew they were going to do that. They knew yeah. that was down the line. Because that was a DC, no, that was a Dark Horse property. Oh, I Am Legend was? I Am Legend. I, I'm pretty sure it was Dark Horse. There, it's so, in one um, of the I'm shots- I'm pretty sure it's a Will Smith property. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nerds. Um, the Truman Show from 1998, what it predicted was reality TV, no- <sighs> I don't think so. Did it, though? I mean, the first reality TV show was Road Rules, wasn't it? From no, MTV? no, no. It was The Real World. Or The Real World. That's right. What year did The, the Real it? World come out? That was like, I think Truman Show came out after that. I, there was, But there was some proto-reality TV stuff before. Like, there was stuff in the 90s. Oh, man, I, I just read an article about this, but I'm, I'm, I can't pull the name. But it's, it, MTV is largely credited as creating the reality TV genre and ruining right. television. And that was The Real World. 
right? Yeah, yeah so that, that was, was not, like the big reality. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure that predated the Truman Show. Yeah, Truman Show was 98. 98. Yeah, Back to the Future Two in 1989 predicted Skype, self-lacing sneakers. And Google Glass. Uh, we have self-lacing sneakers since, Be, since no, no, when? Because of Back to the Future. Because yeah, of Back be, to the Future too. So that's, yeah. yeah. Nike made so Nike made it as kind of like, oh yeah, here's the thing that from this movie. Who wrote kind of this like hoverboards. Yeah. <laughs> this list is a fucking hoax. It's a dipshit list, yeah. right? Well, here's one, and I, I we will have to double check this because I don't know if it's true, but Idiocracy from 2005 predicted Donald Trump's presidency. Did it? No. no. So the guy who gets elected is like a Donald Trump. Type. Oh, Camacho? Yeah. Is that what they're saying? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, bullshit. Not, like, Camacho's way fucking cooler than Donald yeah, Trump. Camacho's yeah, Camacho's bad. I fucking vote for Camacho. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. That movie's so I good. I love that movie so hard. That part where they're, they're like, he's, the, Owen Wilson is in court and he's like trying to make a cogent argument. The other, the other side <laughs> stands up and he goes, Your Honor, this guy's a total homo. What was that, right? <laughs> 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 they're like, That's, he's right. He is a homo. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, uh, well, like, welcome to Walmart. I love you. I love yeah. <laughs> oh but, yeah, he's like, I went to college here. They're in Walmart. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Fuddruckers slowly butt fuckers. Translate, yeah, tra- transforms into butt fuckers. That movie was so on point. It's such a good. And then you know what's funny is I watch Pluto that mo- all the that time. That movie made me realize that I'm like, oh, I'm super attracted to Maya Rudolph. Who is oh, she? Yeah. She's like the like kind of the love interest in that movie. Oh, as like the as the the prostitute in it. Yeah, yeah. But, you yeah. Know, my, I was like, I had no idea I had a My Rudolph thing until that yeah. movie, and then I was like, oh, I totally got a My Rudolph. Yeah, thing. It's pretty hot. She also played keyboardist in the Rentals, hmm. which had uh, Matt Sharp from the Weezer spinoff band. Oh. She's like a crazy good musician. She's one of those people who's like, oh, so you're just good at everything? Huh? Nuts. That like uh, what's his name? Uh, Donald Glover. Yeah. Good at everything. Fucking A. Donald Glover recently, someone unearthed a clip of him as doing in a, in a, as a cameo in a Beastie Boys video. Whoa. And it was what? way before, and he looks exactly the same. Yeah, he's not aging at all. No, he's not aging at all. He's good at everything. Like that Stephen Wright joke. Yeah. Living forever. He's doing all right so far. Doing all right so far, that guy. Anyway, we got one last headline. This is a man catches figure on camera he believes to be a ghost kind of stuff we like i love this yeah okay well listen to this a personal trainer got the fright of his life when he filmed what he believes to be a ghost lurking in the window of a castle in england huh how about that okay tony (laughs) tony tony ferguson 33 years old this is a miracle ron he first believed he was a victim of a prank when he noticed something moving in the video he took while at hearst castle in hampshire on September 8th, Ferguson said he believed the figure to be a spirit of a former castle caretaker whom he encountered during a previous visit Projection? to the castle. A lot of speculation. He's, he's throwing a lot of speculation. Well, there. what do you guys Not think that. it is? Anything else. <laughs> Anything else. <laughs> guys being assholes. There it goes. Last time I visited, it appeared like a white mist, but this time it obviously had the energy to actually take form, Ferguson Trigger. said. It was... I was Obviously. asking I was asking it to show itself and this white mist flew straight at my camera. You can see it almost reaching out like a hand. Dude, huh? I love whenever somebody says this, then you watch the video and it's like it's the most <laughs> low def video you've ever seen and nothing happens. And then they put just they put like a green circle around the music. Like, oh, it's, it's like pixels. It's all I can't it's just big pixels. There's, there's, there's no like, way it's anything. That's, where did you video? find that? Yeah, we gotta see the video. Well, can we, the video this at? was on 
you know, some uh, news website here. What, what was it? Just <laughs> at some news website. So, I feel like Taylor York, York would Times. actually try and find real news. And where are you finding? I feel like you're scrolling to the bottom of CNN to where they do that paid advertisement. It's like, you won't believe the photos from World War II here. Oh, yeah. And then you click on them and you got to click through like 37 fucking pages to get to this like super slow. It's like, who fucking clicks that shit? Here's Come some on. news from this week. Gym trainers hate this man. It's just like, that's not. <laughs> Doctors tell you never to eat this. And it's like this picture of a banana with a knife or something. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> I the was, weird clickbaitiest bullshit. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was gonna, uh, the maybe... movie, the movie list is like I can't believe that was somebody's job to write that. You know what? Since you guys are busting my balls oh, so much, sorry. I'm not gonna read one weird tip to get rid of bunions by putting onions in your sock. I'm not gonna read that <laughs> that story. <laughs> I'm not gonna read the story. Well, the... you already we already got the tip. Uh, it was in the headline. <laughs> I was gonna read this headline about this this weird thing that dentists hate. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my Putting, stories are on par with what Taylor brought in. I don't know. Taylor would always be like, in Malaysia, there was a small <laughs> but important chief who discovered that the pig was also the priest. Or like, you always have this like great vocal in- intonation. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel, guys. You know what? Vote, vote in the chat room right now on whether or not my news is on par with Taylor. I think it's, you know, vote. It's not on par I don't know who Taylor is. Type one if you think that I'm doing a good job and type the first 16 digits to pi if you don't. All right. uh, We should should wrap this up. I got a few more super chats. We got one from Moros for $5. Says, Ron, my balls need to be more wet, not drier. Geonator, you need to be better with your money. He has spent like $50 on this chat. Keep it coming, Geonator. We got another one that says, uh, we got Ronnie, baby, my pee-pee is hard. Please help. <laughs> uh, and we got another one from Ronnie from Geonator for uh, $2. Says, uh, 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 I'm in the office. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Yes. It looks like they like your news. Yeah. Yeah, another one. Yeah, everyone anyway. in the chat room's typing in mostly ones, I see. We got one nine eleven. That counts as two votes for me. Uh, we only got the first five digits of pie from Moros. That doesn't count. Uh, we got another super chat from Geonator. Says, Ron, I have a micro PP. Is that going to be okay, baby boy? <laughs> and we got one from Pavich Bavin for $2. Yeah. Maddox News is supreme. Thank you, Pavich Bavin. A real hero. A real a real friend, Pavich Bavin. Babcock Nation is going off tonight, dude. This is insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Ron cast. Holy <laughs> shit. Guys, uh, Robert, thank you again for coming back to the show. Where can people find you? On my YouTube channel. The Knox, the no- Robert the, the Knox, Robert Benford. Look him up on YouTube. We're gonna link to it as well. Okay, yeah, just click the link. You have any new sketches coming out? I got four sketches that I need to edit, and the Ruckus is in one of them. That's that we right. Filmed like, like ten months ago. ago. Yeah, and he's also yeah. The Ruckus sketch is really. He's good. in like the last four videos that I've put out. That's fantastic. And I yeah. have uh yeah, I got four videos I need to edit. Can't so, wait to see it. Yeah, I, and they're all going to come out. Very, Good. they're going to be out this month. Something to look forward yeah. to. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. Check that out. Uh, and all four of them. And Nick, where can people find you? Uh, just follow me on at Nick Oldershaw on Twitter and uh, check out Coward Hour at Coward Hour Podcast. Coward mm-hmm. Hour is a hilarious name for a podcast. How many episodes have you guys done? We just did our seventh episode. It's coming out next week. Okay, so, so it's yeah. new. Assuming that you still have a lot of tragedy to talk about in your, in your yeah, lives. So much. Yeah, yeah. There's new. There's, there's more tragedy every week, basically. Don't we all? And just in at the buzzer, we do have a vote for Taylor in the chat room. Tim did type in the first 16 digits of pi. There we go. One vote for Taylor. Anyway, guys, <laughs> I guess I, I'm the better journalist. <laughs> I want to thank Rob and Nick for coming into the show. Thank you. Thank you to myself, <laughs> to the rear admiral of tangents, Ron Babcock. Donate blood. Thank you. Donate blood. Thank you to everyone yeah. for listening in the super chat. But most of all, 
You're welcome. Goodbye. <laughs> I really, really, really like how the first uh, Babcock tip was all about balls. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, and here's one last one. Hey, Madcap. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, just a screw up. Uh. Hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network. <laughs>